This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, so we got another uh, good cast here at the CT Startup cast. This is Eric France from Trifecta Ecosystems. Chris Tomorrow from New Industria. It's Andrea Stahl. Dave Bernard from Eartha Kalina. And we have Kelly... Oh, my God. I'm gonna, Helmuth. Yeah, Helmuth. Jesus. That yeah? Like the, it's, that's like one of the easier ones that I've messed up. I'm um, sorry. From the Bestest app here. How are you doing today, Kelly? I'm great. Thanks for having me. We, All right. we don't always let him do the No, I know. So. Yeah. So. We should really stop, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about what, uh, what makes your app the, the Bestest. Uh, it's come name. On. It's, just, oh, wow. it's name for one. starters. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, go on. You're fired, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the name for starters. Um, but uh, essentially, Bestest is an addictive mobile app that lets you poll the public and vote right from your phone. You might say, hmm, I can already do this with Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I would challenge you to go and try it. See if we live up to our name. All right. So uh, most people or most app developers or companies won't come out of the gate and say it's addictive. <laughs> so why, why is this game so addictive or this app? Well, I, I can't speak for the users. That's actually the most common uh, word that they use when they're writing reviews about the app or talking about it. But uh, essentially, it, you can just you can go down this feed. Think of it like an Instagram style feed where every post is a poll. And the, feed, the feedback you get as soon as you vote and you see the results, apparently that's the addictive component of it. There's, and there's a tactile component too. When you go into the app and you try it, um, you'll see it's very rewarding. People always say, how do you incentivize people to answer these questions? I say, well, first of all, it's, it's entertainment and we're not asking the questions other users are. So um, there's no incentive needed. That's very cool. It's bestest for the rest of us. <laughs> Oh, oh, mine was way better. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, are you looking to join a podcast? Because I think we need to hire some new hosts. No, this um, this sounds really interesting. Actually, you, when you were describing it beforehand, you know, I'm I'm in marketing, and you know, if we can get people to actually just super want to do market research and polls and all that stuff, like not have to like super incentivize them, that's really interesting. Um, can you kind of talk about? Um, a little bit of how you came up with this idea, like you're one of the, your co-founder and, you know, where did this come from? Sure, sure. And I, I can't take credit for it. That was my co-founder, Lilith Goyle, who I met at an incubator years ago. We were both incubating other companies. And a few years ago, he was shopping with his wife. She was picking out new glasses. She had narrowed it down to three or four frames, a short list. And she said, honey, please help me. Which one looks good? Being the dutiful husband, of course, he said, babe, they all look good on you. <laughs> to which she responded, you're no help at all. And uh, she said, I wish there was a way I could pull my friends. You know, I don't want to start some, I don't want to blow up my friends' phones and text them. I don't want to post it to social media where it could be exposed to people that, you know, I don't want everyone's opinion. I just want a closed group. And um, being the entrepreneur that he is, my co-founder, Lilith, uh, did some research. He went home, he looked it up, and he said, you know what, this isn't, this isn't being done well. And he worked on a prototype. 
his son was at MIT at the time. He ran it by him and uh, got, some, got support from his family. And from there, he self-funded the, the beginning, found a development team, came up with the proof of concept at that point. He called me, I was here in Connecticut, and doing some small sort of private equity deals and management consulting, and he said, I know you're the digital marketing lady, and so take a look at this. And I have to tell you, in the beginning, I said, it's being done, it's being done. And the more I looked at it, I said, this thing has legs. Nice, nice. So, so, uh, so <laughs> it basically, it, it got started because a woman needed to get her opinion of her friends on what she should be wearing. <laughs> Love it. Powerful. Powerful social tool. <laughs> it really is. So, so help me understand. I think we're in a post-stereotype society. And <laughs> yeah, now we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yes. the same. At least that one, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so how is it monetized? I mean, when, the, when, maybe not now, but in the future, how will this app make money? Sure, sure, Andrea. That's a, that's a great question. And users have surprised us in how they've used it. You know, initially we thought, oh, well, this is a great way to fan source and crowdsource feedback, especially if you're a CPG company, if you're a consumer product. And we've seen time and time again, you know, like Tropicana, for example, they came out with a new with new branding. There was total market backlash. It ended up costing them $53 million to recall the packaging. People didn't even recognize it as orange juice. It was a big disaster. And we said, wow, we could really prevent things like that. We can even help with community decisions. And so when it comes to monetizing, think of it, it's, it's an instant focus group. And it's a very similar model. We're, we're you know, this, I'm gonna use an overused word, we're disintermediating this whole space where large companies have big budgets to you know, run a six month test and with a huge audience and small companies, startups are usually asking their friends and family, what do you think of this logo? What do you think of this tagline? And we're a solution both for the large companies in terms of much faster, much lower cost, and a solution for those startups too, where it's immediate and it's a much larger audience. So I, I really like that part of it. Like there's there's this dual focus. You're looking at both ends of the market, and um, you know again, you know I work with a lot of startups in the digital marketing, and there's no budget ever, ever. There's like, hey, we want to do all these things. You can do none of those things. <laughs> but this is actually a way to get really, like, it's really valuable information. You know, it, polls are so valuable. And, off, you know, again, you know this, uh, incentivizing people, getting them to actually do these things. You, sometimes you have to offer money or a service or beg. <laughs> but if you can actually just have people just, like, want to do it for funsies, I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's for shopping for a dress or, like, if, you know... I'm working on this festival, and God, I wish they had pulled some people about the pricing ahead of time. You know, that would have been a great thing because then it wouldn't be like, hey, we have to figure out a way to make it cheaper <laughs> now, afterwards. So, you know, I, I'm very interested to see where you're going to kind of go with this. And you, you had actually mentioned, too, you, um, you had just done a cross-country trip. Uh, looking, doing, doing a little traveling, getting out there. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that? It was epic. It was our pull the planet trip uh 25 states we covered 15,000 miles in three months visited college campuses football games anywhere where there was a crowd and we live streamed a lot of it we created videos we did interviews really to show you that it's this is not your grandmother's polling this is not what you picture the word polling 
Uh, that was one thing we struggled with when we came out. It's not sexy. It doesn't have a good connotation. We're not part of Quinnipiac. You know? Right, right. <laughs> like, and so we ended up doing fun stuff, like going to the National Wing Festival. And, Ooh. And exactly, and doing a story on, do you like, wings are, la- wings are flats. I don't know if that's the word that you... That I you thought you were talking about chicken wings. We are. They are, yeah. Oh, okay. The flats, the flats, the wings, or the bones. Like oh, the that's yeah. what they're called? Yeah, yeah. So, well, wow. I'm from Buffalo, so... No, that makes so much sense. Wow, I just blew my... You just yeah. blew my mind. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and who's yeah. the who's Clearly the champion food eater? Um, Joey Chestnut? Yeah, Joey yeah. Chestnut. We interviewed him. What did he say? He won, actually. He won the wing eating competition. Kobayashi's been out since the little fungal with the... He tried to like cheat on a hot dog thing, try to get an one down yeah really yeah it's <laughs> disgusting yeah, yeah. yeah but... you can't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah you can't we asked him about his game time strategy yeah. and, and uh he had a very i'm going to direct you to the video but he had a very funny comment even even and i quote him he said it's the tits yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, oh man the... So, so Chris, like, you cannot use that phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> just Galiza Man. By the way, I just want to say that I apparently I've been playing with the best of staff here, and uh, I disagree with so many people. <laughs> You're a lawyer. <laughs> that <good>. surprises <laughs> no one. Which do you prefer, milkshakes or ice cream? Milkshake. Milkshake. Oh man, see, I'm with William. I'm, well, so I'm here's the thing: cream. I stir the bowl till it becomes exactly. basically a milkshake. Exactly, goes down. I just don't have time <laughs> to like mess around with ice cream. Like, just get it. Yeah. So, what are the other ones you mouth. disagree with? Uh, I'm. I think I'm just gonna keep that offline for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mystery. But I gotta say, there is there is the app. It, it flows extremely nicely. It has haptic feedback, which I which I like. It's like oh, when, so it shakes. <clears throat> yeah. Once you uh, once you, uh, you you click on your choice and you hold it down and it shakes to let you know and that burst you've got it. the affirmative action that you've taken and then uh, and then it comes up with the result of the poll so far nice. and then there's the, the feedback columns underneath oh this is killing it yeah, this is yeah. fun over here Good. so and how you, did you look at the user engagement to discover all these different features that's a really good question so we spent uh over 18 months with our beta app in market going to different colleges um using it at events users came up with ways to use this that we had never anticipated and so i have to say it's really we we drink our own kool-aid this was really crowdsourced um a crowdsourced creation and did you design it specifically for a certain user engagement time or how what would what were your sort of quality benchmarks to know that you've optimized it enough to release it i don't know that i don't know that i have an answer to that andrea that's because as an entrepreneur, you never feel like it's good, it's ready enough or huh. good enough. And we del- we delayed the release of it um, for some of those features, like that haptic feedback. Yeah. And um, so I don't I don't know that I have an answer for you. I'm sorry. But you got to a point where you felt it was solid, that it was commercial, mm-hmm. that you could sell this to say a large packaged goods manufacturer. And what's your value prop to them? I'm I'm glad you said that. So my background is on dealing with the brand side Mm -hmm. and have a relationship with over 2000 brands that I've worked with in the past. And so knowing that, I guess it was, it was entrepreneurial intuition of knowing that it was a point where, okay, I can go out and I can sell this and I can honor whatever contract I come up with, with, 
this brand. Okay. And so you tell them that you have what you can reach a younger crowd. I mean, you know, the, the, the brand manager you're talking to is going to say, well, I use, I use focus groups and I've been using focus groups for 40 years and we know how, and you come and try to disrupt that and you just describe your app. Absolutely. Well, you know, in fact, a lot of times it needs no description. I just put it in their hands and their minds go wild with the possibilities. Okay. And um, a, a number of things they can do at, for free, and it's instant. So imagine walking into, you're about to walk into a board meeting, and they've been arguing for brown packaging, and you, you as the marketer, you just so insistent, you know that's the wrong choice, or a bad choice, or one that's going to have some ramifications. And so you immediately, right before you walk in that meeting, just pull 100 people, just ran, at random, and walk in with actual evidence so I'm all about fact-based decision-making and evidence-based decision-making. And this is a big, this is a great tool for that. So, I mean, do you get that, like, that quick of feedback? Like, I mean, you say 100 people, you know, like, does it usually take, I mean, how many people are using the app? Because from a customer discovery standpoint, that's very intriguing, right? So I'm all about customer discovery, the lean, the lean startup and everything, and going out there talking to them and saying, hey, will you buy, right? Like, it's all, all those questions before you say, will you buy it? Like, yes or no, right? So, so... I mean, can I just, I mean, how many people can I reach? Is it just because of my personal network or is it because everybody out there in the, in, on the app is, is able to do it? How does that work? That's a, that's a great question, Eric. And it is, it is a product of sort of how many people are on the app at that given time. And are you just sharing it with the public or, or are you extending the reach by also posting this poll from Bestus? You can share it to Facebook. You can share it to Twitter. You can send it to an email list. So a lot of it is how much you want to drive. But I mean, instantly, in fact, one of the reviews um, that someone just posted in the App Store said, I posted a question. All the content, by the way, is user generated. And I posted a question and I checked back two hours later and I had 50 responses. So that that hopefully yeah. gives you an indication. Yeah, no, that would be great. I, I had to spend a lot of time to get 50 people to respond to questions before. <laughs> and, and, and again, Facebook has the poll, right? Twitter has the poll. I mean, I, I'm honestly not a big Twitter guy, but so, um, yeah, so, so it's, it's, again, we had those, those packaging questions too. That, that's what, when I came out, I was like, oh my God, that's so good. It's, yes. it's a point of pain. So a lot of times when I'm pointing to like stories and stuff, they, people go, oh my God, it's, I've been there. It's so relatable. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so relatable. Yeah. Nice, nice. Is there, how, how, um, is this being packaged to like the, the startup? So again, from a customer's, you know, discovery standpoint um, and so forth, is there ways to kind of add on to the different questions? Is it kind of like, do you, do I have my own feed? Like, how does that work? Um, yeah. So this is what's interesting. And I want to bring up something that Dave said where he goes, oh my God, I find that I, most people and I disagree. Okay. So this is, we are turning, we're, we're a hybrid plat, um, social medium and we're really turning the norm, what you're used to of sort of this curated feed where you're seeing, and this is very controversial yeah. right now and very political, uh, you're seeing uh, news articles that sort of agree with your point of view, that support it, because naturally they want to keep you, your, your time in the app, they want to maximize that. So if you're liberal, you're going to see a New Yorker article that appeals just to you. In this case, this is an entirely public feed. So... You are getting, and we believe in that, that it's unfiltered. It's, it's non-algorithmic because, it, especially traveling around the country, whoa, we notice that there, there are very, very different opinions in all different parts of the country. And we, we, do, we live in that, per, that proverbial bubble that they talk about. And we don't want people to live in a bubble. We want them to see there are different opinions than me. 
And there's a quantitative and a qualitative aspect to the app too. In the discussion, what's great, every poll has a discussion underneath it. So that's where you get your qualitative feedback. Okay, so the okay, open-ended questions are available here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they would they would select an answer choice generally, mm -hmm. um, and but it, oh my gosh, you should see the conversations. And it's great because one thing I love about this app, I would use the word smart to describe it. It's thoughtful conversations, folks trying to educate one another. It's, it's saying, look, this isn't fact, this is my opinion. And I'm entitled to have a different opinion than you. And so we're actually trying to really shed light um, it, on different points of view and educating one another is a, is a way to come together as community. Right, so just a, a technical question for people who are listening. So do the users describe their demographics and then allow for cross tabs at the back end so you can understand more about who's saying what? So Andrea, I wish we were that sophisticated right now. <laughs> we're in the process, for any, for any of our listeners oh, wow. out there, we're in the process of, of raising our Series A round so that we can do more um, analysis of the data. We can bring on data scientists. We have a, a great demand, a hiring demand for this. And so right now, some of it's primitive. All the data is there, but boy, we have terabytes and terabytes of it and petabytes to sort to sift through. Okay. So... so it, it, Understood, and this is fantastic that you've made so much progress. When did you launch your apps in in, Se in September? Okay, all right. So right so there at the beginning, we're that's five we're five months old. And just to give you sort of a point of reference, as far as remember, I talked about all the polls being user generated. So in September, there were five hundred and eight polls posted by user users last month in January. There were 10,000. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So pretty soon a data scientist, you know, <laughs> right? Because, you know, as a former marketer, I have a little itch around, you know, trying to understand, you know, because at the moment, let me back up a second. First of all, what you said about the unalgorithmic um, use of people, that is very much on trend right now. You know, Jack Dorsey, the CEO oh, yeah. of Twitter, was, you know, just recently on the Joe Rogan podcast yeah, and a Sam few Harris, others, Sam yeah. Harris, I listened through that, it was painful. <laughs> and, you know, and essentially, you know, it's all come full circle, or maybe half circle, sorry, half circle, yeah. so that, you know, the groups uh, of social media platforms who had carefully been using algorithms to reinforce the personalization of the feed have resulted in echo chamber growth and people having more and more dug in, um, you know, opinions that, that you know, with, with the only information that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The only information they see is information that reinforces their existing opinion. So it's becoming more polarizing for the, you know, the general public as a whole. And we see it in our culture. It's actually gone, gotten so bad that it's influenced our political debates and the way we live. Um, so I love the idea you have, which is let's not do that. Marketers need to see truth. They need to see all of the opinions unfiltered at once, equally weighted, so that they're exposed. So, so bravo. I think that is phenomenal. And how do you um, recruit more users onto the platform? So it was interesting. When we first designed this app, we really thought it would be follow a model more along the lines of traditional social media where you would really just care about the opinions of your friends and your coworkers. And we found that not to be the case. In fact, I did some user interviews the other day, and they said, no, no, I like that I don't know anyone on here. 
I get to really be. <laughs> I get to be anonymous. I get to be myself <laughs> and not this sort of manufactured version of myself that is presented on other social platforms. So as far as um, sort of propagating it, um, we ask users all the time. We even poll them. We say, you know, have you shared this with a friend? And a lot of them have. They've become our biggest evangelists. And but generally, we're um, we're getting new users just from a, a digital ad campaign on on Instagram. Uh, this is a very much an Instagram style feed, so it's analogous. With a conversion rate is fantastic for us, and it's our lowest cost of acquisition. It's so basically, you know, creating a social network off of other social networks. <laughs> it's social networkception. Yeah, it is. It it is. We, we it often is. have pollception. You'll see that when you go yeah. through the feed where there'll be like a poll within a poll. <laughs> like, uh. No, it's, it's totally a thing. And, you know, it is it is kind of funny how, you know, eventually, you know, a Facebook or Instagram or whatever, they're going to kind of be their own undoing because, you know, other people are coming up with, again, better ways to kind of do this thing. This just this feels like a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun to take a poll on bestest than it is on Facebook or Twitter. And also, I just feel like, you know, I don't want to give Zuckerberg any more money. Ah, <laughs> no, that's exactly what we say. We say, you know what? We're not doing any backroom deals. Like, this is very transparent. You know that you are voting. You are giving that information up. And so there's no Cambridge Analytica, because <laughs> anything happening like that. And to your point, um, to your point about Facebook, you know, you, uh, having a poll right next to a vacation album of pictures, it just... It's so random, and uh, so this is really an unfiltered experience where it's nothing but polling. I use a coffee analogy a lot. You can see I've got my Starbucks here, but you know, hey, they're they're kind of trying to be everything to everyone. So all of them do have polling components usually, um, and they're they're very um, rudimentary. Meh. They're very meh. Ah, oh, right, that's a good expression. <laughs> and I will say this is definitely not meh be because it. It was Sorry, kind of silence we, there. Yeah, we're, <laughs> just, we're just checking to see if this like is this mic on? Yeah. Do you hear me? No, <laughs> we've been not recording Dave this whole. Time. Well, no, that's because I've been playing bestest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> He's addicted. He's addicted. I've been spent. I've been spending an inordinate amount of this podcast on my phone playing bestest. Yeah, I figure you guys got it handled. So no, no, listen, like it's it it is kind of like it is addictive. Yeah. It is you kind of want to just go over there and put up your own poll and be like. Well, how out there are my opinions? Someone put up four pictures of houses. Yes. Did, I just, did I just help select this person's house? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, clearly see, there's so a winner. Do you see how gratifying? You see the gratification? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, where they, you know, they, there's a more crass expression, but uh, opinions are like noses. Everyone has one. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say this is a great this is a great app for uh, people to get their put in their two cents because everybody really wants to do that. There you, you know? go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something attracts a certain kind of personality. Um, so, so what are your plans for the company? So uh, some, of, some of that is top secret. Um, but uh, essentially continue growing. This year is all about user acquisition and also sharing in the same way that on our road trip we started telling stories with data. We want to continue that this year and uh, just hire, 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 hire. Are there any asks you have of the uh, like Connecticut startup ecosystem, how they can use this, what, you know, if they could uh, be a part of it, all that kind of stuff? I would, I would encourage folks to please download the app. It's available uh, for iOS and Android. It's Bestest, B-E-S-T-E-S-T. -E -S -T. 
and go ahead and post your polls. It's it's easy. You can. What's great about this too is unlike other platforms, it's very visual. So like you just said, Dave, you can do four pictures. What's the uh, average response per poll? The average number of responses. Um, between thirty-five and fifty answers per mm -hmm. poll. So well, we we got to wrap up here in a second here, but um, you know, where where would people find it? Bestest.com. Or uh, in the, on the, in the and app, and store, and the Google, app store and Google Play, and you're on Facebook and Instagram too, so they can yep. follow you there. At bestest polls, you're, you're you're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make the show possible. See you next week.